communist church? Communist church, anybody? Raise your hand. Who does not remember playing it? Or never did? You can raise your hand too. So, I won't make it a requirement for everybody to play, but it's going to be a big part of tonight. So, I'm going to pull an audible, Seth. After I'm done reading some of these stories and some scripture, I'm going to have you play the song that we were just listening to. I just want to be where you are. Um, but it, it'll probably be a minute. So, yeah, that's all right. Who knows what a martyr is? Anybody? Martyr? Raise your hand up high. Josh, what is it? What's a martyr? Okay. Yeah? Anyone else? Is he right? Dies for what they believe in. That's the general sense. All right, here she is. Yeah! Woo! So a martyr can be somebody who dies for what they believe in of anything, really. I mean, there are Muslim martyrs. There's, I guess, Buddhist martyrs. But martyrs are people that die for what they believe in. They die for their faith. Um, And Christianity is said to have the most people who are martyred out of any religion year after year. It's been that way for a long, long time. Um, This book here was written, it was quite a while ago, I want to say 10, 15 years ago. I'm dating myself now. (laughs) And it was published in Minneapolis. Hey, hey. But 99, it looks like, is when this one was specifically published. So that was 20 years ago. Um, and this tells a lot of different stories of people who have died for their faith, as well as people who have been persecuted and tortured but maybe didn't die for it. Um, and they're still alive today, possibly, or continue to live after the persecution that was being told about. So I'm going to read some of these stories. So bear with me. They're, uh, they're pretty intense stories. I'll just uh, give you that... Um, Disclaimer from the start. So this one specifically, it's, uh, this was a 16 or 17-year-old girl in Asia in 1970. Uh, in the 70s specifically, they don't know which year. Uh, her last prayer is what it's titled. So it says, The communist soldiers had discovered their illegal Bible study. As the pastor was reading from the Bible, men with guns suddenly broke into the home, terrorizing the believers who had gathered there to worship. The communists shouted insults and threatened to kill the Christians. The leading officer pointed his gun at the pastor's head. Hand me your Bible, he demanded. Reluctantly, the pastor handed over his Bible, his prized possession. With a sneer on his face, the guard threw the word of God on the floor at his feet. He glared at the small congregation. We will let you go, he growled, but first you must spit on this book of lies. 
Anyone who refuses will be shot. The believers had no choice but to obey the officer's orders. A soldier pointed his gun at one of the men. You first. The man slowly got up and knelt down by the Bible. Reluctantly, he spit on it, praying, Father, please forgive me. He stood up and walked to the door. A soldier stood back and allowed him to leave. Okay, you, the soldier said, nudging a woman forward. In tears, she could barely do what the soldiers demanded. She spat only a little, but it was enough. She, too, was allowed to leave. Quietly, a young girl came forward, overcome with love for her Lord. She knelt down and picked up the Bible. She wiped off the spit with her dress. What have they done to your word? Please forgive them, she prayed. The communist soldiers put his pistol to her head. Then he pulled the trigger. And it says here, most of those facing persecution today could have escaped if they had denied their faith. The question is not whether we are persecuted, but whether we are willing to lay down our life for our faith in Jesus Christ. Another story, why I came. This one's Anne Askew, England, 1546. Anne Askew was imprisoned and greatly tortured for her faith. Placed on a cruel rack, her joints and bones were pulled out of place. She fainted from the pain, but when she regained consciousness, she preached for two hours to her tormentors. On the day of her execution, she was carried to the, to the stake in a chair because her bones were dislocated and she couldn't walk. At the last moment, she was offered the king's pardon if she would recant. She said, I did not come here to deny my lord and master. She died praying for her murderers in the midst of the flames. If God is with us, no one can defeat us. Can anything separate us from the love Christ has for us? Can troubles or problems or sufferings or hunger or nakedness or danger or violent death? In all these things, we have full victory through God who showed his love for us. And that is Romans 8, 31, 35, and 37. The next story, Yun, 16 years old, mainland China. 1950s. There is a book that tells how to get to heaven. Yes, Jan, I have seen it with my own eyes, answered the old man. Where is this book? asked Jan. I must see it for myself. It is far away, over 35 miles, the old man said sadly. It is too far to walk, and you have no bicycle. I will go, replied Jan. This young man walked the 35 miles and met with the owner of the Bible. Eventually, he was able to get a Bible of his own. Yun then joined with another Christian, and together they went from village to village telling about Jesus. As this was illegal, the police would often come to stop them. Yun came up with a way around this problem. He had read in 1 Samuel 21.13 that David once pretended to be crazy to escape from his enemies. When the police came, Yun did the same thing. He made a spectacle of himself. The police laughed at him and let him go. After they were done, after they were gone, he would become serious again and continue to speak to the people about salvation. Before long, however, Yun was cruelly beaten and put in prison for his faith. Afterwards, he had to stand public trial in a marketplace. Yun was small and thin. He was dressed in rags and barefoot, his face deformed from the beatings. The judge said to him, we will give you one last chance to save your life. If you leave 
the underground church and join the three self-patriotic church, we will make you one of its leaders. Yun remained silent. He knew the government church worked closely with the communists and often turned house church Christians in to be imprisoned or beaten. The judge brought in a doctor who said to him sarcastically, I will heal you of your dumbness. The doctor forced needles under Yun's fingernails. When Yun passed out, the policeman walked on his body saying, your stubbornness led to this. He was brought back to a cell where other prisoners urinated on him. His only treasure was a tin cup on which he had painted a cross. This was thrown in the toilet, weeping. He fished it out and pressed it to his heart. Yun fast, fasted often, praying for the Chinese churches, his fellow inmates, and himself. He was finally released after 10 years, still strong in faith and refused any compromise with the world or with the government-supported church. God deliberately chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise so that no one can ever boast in the presence of God. As the scriptures say, the person who wishes to boast should boast only of what the Lord has done. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 27, 29, and 31. Last one. This one's titled, I am a Christian. It's uh, Blondina of France, 172 A.D. Tormentors had been taking turns torturing the Christian woman in every way from morning till evening. At last, they collapsed in exhaustion. We have tried everything on this one, said the older of the two. I can't think of anything else to do to her. How can she still be alive? Any one of the torturers we have used today should have been enough to kill her. Yet we used everything, and she still lives. Blandina, like many martyrs, had been tormented by the thought that she might not be able to endure the pain and might deny Jesus. But she was so steadfast in all her sufferings, she was filled with so much power that even those who tortured her in relays all day long were faint and weary. Every time she repeated her confession, I am a Christian, her heart was strengthened, so she was able to endure the pain. After all this torture, she was returned to prison to wait for the next holiday, when she and other Christians would appear before the crowds in the stadium. There she was, beaten and, and roasted upon a red-hot metal plate. Then she was wound up in a net and thrown before bulls, which tossed her many times high up with, her horn, with their horns and then let her fall down again. Even with all this, she was still alive. Finally, the judge commanded that she be killed with the sword. Lord God, these men take away my life full of misery, but you will give me life everlasting. Maurice Blanc, martyred in Marindal, 1547. These are pretty brutal stories, right? So all this came to mind. I was thinking about what to share tonight. You know, it's the season of joy and happiness, right? <laughs> These aren't very joyous and happy stories, you know. But in, in some way they are. That these people were steadfast in their faith. And they didn't give up. And the pressure was on. They didn't relent. They didn't cave in. 
And how many of you guys have thought about the same thing that that girl said of, what would I do? Would I deny Christ? If I get put in a position of torture, would I give in and denounce him? I know I myself have thought that. You know, we read these stories and we think, man, these people are incredible. You might be thinking to yourself, I don't know if I could do that. Well, one of these people had that same thought. (laughs) And it turns out they did. They did have the strength. Well, Jesus gave them the strength. (laughs) I was thinking to myself earlier this week, because we were quarantined over Thanksgiving time, and I know other people have been quarantined during these holiday seasons. And, I mean, this this year doesn't feel like the holidays. In some ways, I feel robbed of our holidays. This isn't normal. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. Is Christmas going to be taken from us too? But in a lot of ways, I mean, you can think, these people don't really get much of a holiday. <laughs> I'm sure they they didn't really get to celebrate Christmas the way we do. They don't get to have a typical Christmas gathering together because it's all about Jesus, right? That's what the holiday's about. At least it should be, right? <laughs> it's not about the presents. <laughs> as wonderful as they are. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Luella says their Christmas is it's about presents. No. <laughs> yeah. The the presents, the uh the food. <laughs> no. We have read this book through countless times that says it's about Jesus. Hasn't stuck yet. But there's people out there year after year around the world. That's their normal. Their reality is they don't get to have a typical Christmas like we do. They don't get to celebrate the birth of Jesus the way that we get to. Because if they do, this happens to them. I want to ask you guys, what do you take for granted when it comes to your faith? What do you take for granted when it comes to this time of year? Do you think about the fact that two-thirds of 2.3 billion Christians in the world live in dangerous areas in the world to have their faith. Two-thirds of believers in the world. That's a lot of people, guys. That's a lot. That's what it says is a recent statistic that I looked up. 2.3 billion Christians in the world today, and two-thirds of them are in dangerous neighborhoods. Guys, if you live in America, it's not that dangerous of a neighborhood. <laughs> and there might be some, don't get me wrong. People are persecuted here too. But in general, that's that's a lot. It's estimated that about 90,000 a year die for their faith as Christians. That's a lot of people. 90,000 a year. 
That's what? Three times the size of Butte? That's a lot of people, guys. I want to read a passage of scripture and then we'll we'll do the song. So you can hop up there, Seth, quick. <laughs> yeah. Get hopping, Seth. <laughs> so first Peter chapter four. Verse twelve. It's all about suffering for being a Christian. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal. It has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Now that's something that these people were doing. They were praying for the people as they were dying. Praying for the people that were persecuting them. Praying for the people that were killing them. Burning them alive. I'm sure every part of them wanted to instead just scream because of the pain. But instead, they choose to use their breath to pray for people. <laughs> Guys, that blows my mind. That's incredible. 247 people a day die for their faith as Christians. Can you guys name off 247 people right now? Might be hard, huh? <laughs> Might take you all day to think of it. Unless you just go to Facebook. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, I'm sure that's not entirely accurate. I'm sure it's way more than that. Right. Yeah, who knows? It's a lot of people, though. Matthew chapter 5. These are the words of Jesus, verse 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I want you guys, we're going to play a song, and I want you to, you can get away, you can grab a Bible and read the stuff I was, I was reading. You can pray for people, pray for people in their faith that would be strong. Chapter 4, 12 through 16 of 1 Peter. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 16. So you can read these passages, you can read... In Matthew as well, chapter 5, it's the Beatitudes I read, just a part of it. Um, I encourage you, though, to be intentional about this time, whether it be to pray for people that are persecuted. Pray. Maybe, maybe you have to repent of some things. <laughs> maybe you've denied Christ recently, and you have to repent of that. 
long as there's breath in your lungs to do it, it's not too late. Peter learned that. <laughs> he denied him three times. We're going to listen to this song, and I just say, take this time to be intentional. And then after this, we're going to play the game uh, Communist Church and then talk about it. What do you take for granted when it comes to your faith? Knowing there's people around the world that are running for their lives because of it. 